Let's pray together. Lord, please speak in ways that we can hear you. Give us your grace to lay aside the things that are distracting us or weighing on us so that we can be attentive to you and receptive to your word. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Okay. I can control it up here, so You're, you are relieved, sir. Un unless it messes up, then you are back on duty. Well, it is so good to be able to be with you in person. Uh, what is in a name? There are many of us in this room who could say that we are named after this family member or we named our kids after that family member or we just like the sound of the name. Poor kids who have been named Nevaeh. I mean, it's heaven spelled backwards, right? That was a big trend about 10 years ago. Anybody have grandkids named Nevaeh? That's shocking. Okay, there's lots of Nevaehs around now. Um, years ago, I was doing some research into the name of Ranson because we don't have many Ransons in this part of the world. And I learned that it's a Welsh name. You're here, eh, Bob? Yeah. And I looked into it a bit further and found out that it's, uh, Ranson is son of Rand. And Rand is a Germanic name. So they come from Germany, huh? And... Yeah, I know. And rand actually means shield rim, like the rim around a shield, which is kind of cool. Now, if you look at my first name, Paul, it means little. It's just, well, I'm well named. Uh, it also means humble, which obviously, right? But I used to take great delight in telling people that my name meant little son of a shield rim. Because that that's just rolls off the tongue. Little son of a shield rim. Right? Beautiful. But names, sometimes they have great meaning and importance. And other times, people just like the sound of it. And that's enough. In the Bible, names are more than just distinguishing this character from that character they actually show the, the nature of someone. And so we are called to pray in the name of Jesus. But what does that mean exactly? We've been going through a sermon series on how do we pray like Jesus. And today this is our, our, final, our final talk in the series. If you haven't heard the other ones, tough. No, you can find them on the website. Um, and we'll, look, we'll just sum up at the end what we looked at through this whole time. But today, we're going to look at three passages from the Gospel of John in his farewell discourses. These are when Jesus was talking to his disciples saying, I'm going to be taken from you. But in three chapters, he says three times, pray in my name. When you pray in my name, then. So we as followers of Jesus are called to pray in the name of Jesus. And if a name has more importance than just distinguishing this person from that person, what does it mean to pray in the name of our Lord? So we'll take a look at this. So 2,000 years ago, the name of Jesus was pretty commonplace. It's kind of like John today. How many Johns are in this room right now? Too many. Right. Okay, so. <laughs> but there was a lot of, lot of the, 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 the Jesus is the Greek form of the Hebrew name Yeshua or Joshua. 
And the name means Yahweh will save. And we read in Matthew chapter 1 that Jesus was to be named Yeshua because he would save his people from their sins. So that's the character, the nature of Jesus, the one who saves. Now, today we often say Jesus Christ, as if Christ were the last name. But Jesus didn't have a last name. It, it, Christ is a title, means anointed one, and it's the Greek version of Messiah. Jesus was the Messiah, the one who was to deliver Israel, right? To, to deliver them from under the thumb of the Roman government, and of course, much more than that, to free us from the power of sin and death. So Jesus, the Messiah, but he would have been known at the time as Jesus, Joseph's son, or the son of the carpenter, or the tradesman. Um, and Jesus, or Mary's son, or Jesus the Nazarene. Whatever they called him, or referred to him, there was uh, early on a, a special emphasis put on the name of Jesus. Now if you're looking for something to do, you can go online and go to Bible Gateway and just put the name and see what shows up and you'll find in the psalms alone the name comes up a lot and the psalmist is often saying we should celebrate and praise the name of jesus because he has saved us because he's done this the name is something that in, in the jewish tradition that's just how they recognize god and it was not only that there was god but the presence of god the authority the power of god was right then, right there. This was adopted by Christians. Um, in Acts, at Pentecost, Peter tells the crowd, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Later, Peter treats the name of Jesus as a prized possession. He looks at a lame man and he says to him, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And the man was healed. Later in Acts 4.12, Peter says, it is through the name of Jesus that we are saved. And later in uh, the, the epistle to the Philippians, this is what Paul writes. Could we, could we maybe read this together, if I can, if I can do it? <laughs> Let's read this together. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The name of Jesus is exalted. There is power in the name of Jesus. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> All right, so... So today we're going to be looking at what does it mean that Jesus instructed us, instructed his disciples to pray in his name. <clears throat> so let's start by saying what it doesn't mean. To pray in the name of Jesus is not just a, a handy way to end a time of prayer. 
right? Jesus wasn't thinking, I know what these Christians are going to be like in years to come and they're going to prattle on and on and on and on and somebody's got to end the prayer time. So just conclude it with, in the name of Jesus, amen. We're done. That's not what he was saying in that. The other thing is, uh, it's not a magical phrase to get what we want from God. Ask any Leafs fan, (laughs) of which I am one but it doesn't work. So it's not just saying, you know, what we need to say in order to compel God to give us what we want. And with the Leafs fan, that's kind of a ridiculous thing, but even things that we think are in line with what the kingdom is, for a person to be healed, and they're not healed, to pray in the name of Jesus is more than compelling God to give us what we want. Because when we look at Jesus praying in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was suffering, and he was agonizing, and he was sweating uh, blood. He was sweating so intensely. And he said, Father, take this cup from me, if it's possible. But don't let my will be done. Let your will be done. To pray in the name of Jesus isn't to get our own way with a magical phrase, but it is to submit to the perfect will of God. It's to surrender. So let's look at what Jesus actually says to his disciples. We first look in John chapter 14. This is a beautiful passage of scripture (laughs) where Jesus is comforting his disciples because he knows he's going to be taken away from them. He claims to be the way and the truth and the life. He says uh, to Thomas that to know him is to know the Father. To see him is to see the Father. And that the words he speaks are filled with the authority of the Father. And as evidence, he points to the works, right? The signs of the kingdom. Christianity is not just a personal or private faith. It is a movement. It is the movement of God seeking to bring healing and rescue to the entire world. And when we are baptized and we enter into this way, We are joining a movement. So maybe we could read this together. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So praying in the name of Jesus is to continue on in this movement of healing and reconciliation and restoration in power in this world. And when we pray in the name of Jesus, in the spirit of Jesus, he is glorified, and in turn the Father is glorified. The next passage is from John chapter 15. And the passage, Jesus promises to give the Holy Spirit to help us to obey the words of Jesus, to be present with us, and that that through us, Jesus will be glorified or revealed to the world. Um, Jesus says, He is the vine and we are the branches. We are told to abide in Jesus, to remain in his love, and in so doing, we bring glory to God. Let's read this together. 
If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. So first, what this passage is not saying is that we have to be perfectly like Jesus before the Father will hear our prayer. That's, that's just not going to happen. So if, <laughs> I remember when I was a, a kid and I had a friend say, I just need to get my life sorted out before I can really commit to Jesus. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> And looking back at that, I'm like, no, you need Jesus to sort out your life. So being in Jesus allows the Holy Spirit to be at work in us, to pray uh, in union with Christ. Jesus envelops us by his grace. And that's what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. So in addition to joining the movement of joining in this oneness with Jesus. Finally, in John 16, um, Jesus prepares his disciples for his crucifixion, that for a little while they would grieve, but then later they would rejoice because of what he would endure. Their relationship uh, would be different. So let's read this together too. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my Father will give whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. So to pray in the name of Jesus is to recognize the victory that was won on the cross. Sin was condemned and a new thing is happening. So when we pray in the name of Jesus, we are invited to pray the kingdom uh, to be furthered in and through us. It's to join the movement. It's to have oneness in relationship with Jesus. It is to proclaim the victory of Jesus. That's what it means to pray in his name. Throughout the past few weeks, we've been looking at a number of things. We've looked at what the prayers were and how they shape our understanding of prayer and having that discipline. We looked at solitude and how that transforms our heart as we grow in intimacy with the Father. We looked at praying in the moment, that terrifying thing for Anglicans, where we pray without a book, without preparation, where we act as a royal priesthood and intercede on behalf of the needs of the world. Last week, we looked at how Jesus prayed for the church, how he prayed for our joy, to be filled with his joy, that we would be protected from anything that opposes him, including the world and the evil one. And he prayed that we would be present where he is. Just one sec, Colin. (laughs) All of these things are about our common mission, which is to grow in Christ-likeness. As we grow in the name of Jesus, in the character of Jesus, we become ambassadors, we become the embodiment of his victory, we become who we were called to be as we reflect his character to the world around us. So my prayer for us is that through our practices and our habits, through our being intentional, we can pray 
with the authority of Jesus' name into a world that so desperately needs his presence and his light. Let's pray together. Lord God, we pray that you would have your way in your church. We pray that through the prayers of your people, through our lives and our actions, through our very thoughts, Lord, your reign would be extended. And Lord, our prayer is that you would be so glorified that people all over the world would come to recognize your love and to receive it, that they may reflect it in turn. Come and heal our land. Come, Lord Jesus, for we need you. And it is in your name that we pray. Amen. Could we talk about it after service, maybe? Can you remember it? Okay. Is that okay? Okay. So <laughs> can we stand together?